0: Poem by my dear friend and partner in Star and Stone, Sarah Lucchesi. Poem is called "The Creative," based off of the I Ching number one. The movement of heaven is full of power. Heaven lies inert in your hand. Movement infuses it. Cells leap alive. I reach my hand towards you, wavering flight over the depth my hand moves impossibly slow towards the surface your eyes catch the movement the turning of the cells like clogs in all the sea machine luminous threads beneath sight yet your hunter eyes catch the move dragon appearing in the field we stop here all the workings of the world just at the edge of seeing it and to see would be to pull your body up onto the river bank to sit and watch the river move as if you were dry as if you were God, danger, no blame. We stop here, and my hand is the one to reach you. It reaches you, and slowly, there appears a flight of dragons without heads. This is Adriana Velez, here with you inside the Infinite Kaleidoscope.
1: Welcome to the Infinite Kaleidoscope, a space where we talk to creatives about being creative. I'm your host, Kristen Koefer.
0: My name is Adriana Renee Velez, and I am a feminine energy mentor and a Reiki master teacher. I received my Reiki attunement about 25 years ago, and I just kept following the threads of healing myself and facing myself, and the arms of the goddess sort of took me in, and I've been devoting my life to feminine energy and really awakening the the power of the feminine within myself through shadow alchemy, through my work with with Reiki. And it just became a body of its work all on its own. As you can already tell,
1: Adriana is a mystical being. I met her some years ago at a Chelsea Wolf show. I remember being immediately drawn to her as she has this long dark hair and these big eyes that sparkle when she talks she was wearing black boots and a big black hat and I was like I must know this woman so we started talking and are still talking I wanted to know more about how she found Reiki and healing
0: I have been walking the path of Reiki divine feminine energy and healing for almost 25 years and it's like the natural flow, the natural rhythm of the Tao, how one thing leads to another. And I found my way to the goddess on my healing journey through a series of very mysterious events and just following the signs and following the flow. Listener, 25 years ago,
1: makes Adriana sound like she's ancient, but she's not. (laughs) I think she was a teenager 25 years ago.
0: Yeah, I was about 17 when I
1: started my path. Were your parents supportive of you doing this or did they even know?
0: They did not know. I ran away when I was 15. So they had no idea what I was up to until many, many moons later.
1: So you ran away and did you completely cut off communication with them?
0: Yes, I ran away at 15 and I didn't have any contact with them until I think I was about 20 and it was really intense. And that is how... I fell into all of the energy healing and Reiki. And that's one of the reasons why I often will say that Reiki saved my life. It's because I was going through so much intensity, so much trauma, being exposed to any number of unsavory things as I'm trying to navigate life as a teenager. And I just really think it created this protection, this really powerful protection around me. Was it a person that introduced you to Reiki? It was a person. I did a year-long clairvoyance training program and one of the girls in the class shared Reiki with me and she invited me to get Reiki attuned and I loved it. I Reikied every single thing, including... This is pretty funny. i um, trying to make my boobs grow and it worked. And <laughs> it, it worked. I grew a size. That's yeah. It's really funny. I grew a size. It's pretty wild, right?
1: So you were 15 and you ran away from home to go to a year long clairvoyance training program. How did you even find that?
0: No, I didn't run away to do that. I ran away because I had so much abuse um, in my home. There was a lot of violence. And I happened to find where I landed, which was quite unsavory as well, but opened up a lot of opportunities for self development and spiritual healing. So it was like my trauma and intense pain opened me up onto the path that was a non negotiable. It was like you either run towards the light and do the healing work or stick your head in an oven.
1: What made you feel drawn to working with women identifying humans and the feminine energy?
0: You know, there was never any one thing. It never was something big inspired me. It was just who I am. You know, I've always been very, very yin. Yin, dear listeners,
1: according to the dictionary is the female cosmic principle in Chinese dualistic
0: philosophy. And one thing that I remember at a really young age, I think I was about 14 or 15, working with my blood, my menstrual blood, like anointing myself. And even just thinking at that time, like I was so high from the act of doing it. It was like these old uh, temple priestess codes. I had no idea why I did it. And it just felt really sacred. And I felt this like crackling, shimmering magic working with my blood. And so I think it's always really been in me. It's never been something outside of me that inspired me. It was inherent. Can you explain to me more about what the feminine energy is? You so I like to think of divine feminine energy as this ancient goddess force within all of us, within everyone. So it's just Creation, this birth, death, power to destroy, to create, as well as that really deep, kind, loving compassion. So I think of the divine feminine as the goddess in expression, as the great mystery. And it's really this web of that sacred feminine, that sacred creatrix that connects us all. Because if we think about it, none of us would even exist or be here without the feminine, without women. So it's that place within the yin and the feminine that knows that she or they are sacred and holy. And just standing in awareness to that goddess frequency.
1: That is so true that without the feminine energy, none of us would exist. Adriana, you are a Reiki master. Can you tell us more about Reiki? Maybe someone listening doesn't
0: know anything about Reiki. How would you explain it? I think of Reiki in terms of three pillars. And Reiki is essentially spiritual life force energy or universal life force energy. You could think of it as fresh chi or fresh prana. It's also called the great bright light or the great bright spell. And it's in essence working with cosmic and earth energies that restore and nourish the nervous system because so many of us are in adrenal fatigue or some kind of trauma response that most of us are in often. So it's nourishing and calming the nervous system. The second thing is it's clearing psychic debris and psychic debris can be old traumas that we haven't processed, or other people's energy, or just any kind of stagnation. Like, you know, dreams that are unexpressed can be frustrating and create stagnation in the energy field. So it cleans and clears that. So fresh chi can move through your being. So it's like activating this wild and free running river of life force within you. And then the, the last and the third of this magical trinity is why Reiki is my main modality. And that is the poetry of Reiki is that it really aligns you with the truth of your essence. So whatever your juicy energetic signature is that you came in with, it realigns and activates that. It's like turning the light back on to who you really are beyond all the BS. It really turns on your inner great bright light and allows you to make healthier choices and to move through the world from that seat of sovereignty and power.
1: Do you feel like you always knew the person that you were? Do you think Reiki has helped you become that person?
0: Yeah, I definitely did not know who I was for a long time. And Reiki really helped me peel back the layers of a lot of challenge and really questioning who I am and having like, debilitating low self-worth and shame. It helped me heal some big, deep, intense wounds and just plug me back into who I am. And I think that's, what's most important. You know, so many of us are walking with challenge. It's quite empowering and you know, you're plugging into universal life force energy. So when we have that available, I feel like there's infinite possibility. And I always feel like, oh my God, if I could get to where I am to actually like really loving and appreciating myself, if I could get to this space, anyone can, because it was an intense and grueling journey for me. But I am so grateful that I did the work and kept showing up no matter what.
1: What are some of the things that you do to take care of yourself?
0: I love that question. I do a lot of self Reiki. I get out in nature as often as I can. I sauna and work with cold therapy when I can. I snuggle my kitty cat and I really greatly value friendships and relationships and honoring my creativity and making spaciousness for that. And my personal practice with the goddess is really important to me. So that really holds me as well. These all sound like positive self-care
1: activities. I was wondering if you would share with the listeners the writing exercise
0: you taught me. Oh, yes. I'm really resistant to the word manifestation these days, but we're going to use the word manifestation just to make it simple. A little magical practice is when we are calling something in, all you do is you get a blue pen. A blue pen is key. For some reason, it activates this part of the subconscious mind and you write out what you desire as if it's already happened and in a space of gratitude. So for me, I will often start it as thank you, creator. Thank you, spirit for X, Y, and Z. And then I free flow on that, what I'm grateful for and what has transpired. So if you're calling in a partner or a new home or a new job, you're thanking the divine for all of the details that have unfolded and manifested. And it's like without fail, whenever I do that, what I'm calling in, magically appears with little effort and usually better than what I've asked for. Is there a time of day that you recommend doing this ritual? Definitely in the morning and or at night, if you're really wanting to crank up the volume, do both, but you want to do it in one of those more liminal spaces where the thinking, uh, critical mind has softened. So doing it first thing in the morning and or in the evening before dream time would be ideal.
1: Adriana and her colleague, Sarah, recently launched a Reiki One six-week healing mentorship called Star and Stone. The first class started in March, but they will continue to have this offering, so I wanted to learn more.
0: So my new offering is called Star and Stone, and it is a heart project offering that I'm doing with a dear friend and colleague of mine. We're both Reiki master teachers, practitioners, and it's in essence, this six week healing mentorship where you not only get Reiki certified, but you learn chanting, which activates the energy even more intensely. I also share some Taoist stone medicine, what stones will help heal ancestral trauma, specifically the mother wound and amplify the energy work. It's a mentorship into the heart of Reiki and what it looks like to actually be the Reiki. I feel like Reiki is so universal. I think anyone who is committed to self-healing first, who's really willing to take responsibility and cultivate self-mastery, and that wants to be a healing vessel out
1: in the world. This sounds wonderful. I took one of your earlier Reiki 1 classes and I still use techniques that you taught us then. Like I often rake my plants. If folks are interested in working with you or doing one of your mentorships, how can they find you?
0: People can find me on my website of Sweet Medicina. And on Instagram, I'm Adriana Renee Velez. Adriana, I know it's
1: been a journey for you to get where you are at with fully supporting yourself as your own business. Will you share with us any of those darker parts of your path? And do you have any advice for people who also want to have their own business?
0: Yes, absolutely. I think it's a really important conversation. And I think that because of social media, things are so glamorized and some of the challenges are, it's not totally authentic. I think what we're seeing, those of us that feel the call, like the deep, deep call to do our creative work or our healing work as a journey to support ourselves absolutely follow the call, but also know and be aware that this calling will ask you to face your shadow over and over and over again. It is not a walk in the park until it is. It's a bit of a paradox, but you do have to face all of your Shadows, because in essence, you're stepping forward into the world and you're offering yourself, you're offering your essence. And so it's quite vulnerable. It's just an intense journey, but I think it's a very, very important journey. I think that being an entrepreneur is one of the most spiritual experiences that we can have because we are asked to face the deepest parts of ourselves. Like, for instance, me it's been quite terrifying at times for me to be really visible and like show my face. And you know, I have such a challenge being photographed and all of that. So there's a way in which I've been pushed to do that more, but ultimately facing that within myself is a journey of self-love and self-acceptance and it helps grow. And then it helps me help others who are you know maybe struggling with those same things so I think it's a really deeply worthy calling but I think it's also really important for us to talk authentically and real and be able to like have the fucking tears and the celebrations and all the things yeah I think so too yeah yes so important
1: I think we need to keep having these conversations openly and help each other rather than be in competition with each other.
0: Absolutely. You know, we've been pitted against each other very strategically and the feminine in essence wants to always uplift. And there's this way that competition has been bred into us and unraveling that is a radical act. And the more we reach towards others and help lift them up it in essence does the same for us right it's as within so without it's a really sacred practice and it's vulnerable but again I can't think of anything more noble to do than facing ourselves and offering who we really are out into the world do you feel like it's your life's calling to be a healer Yes, I do. It's funny. I never envisioned this as my life. I always thought that I would be a poet or work with big cats. But it's interesting. everything led me to this, everything. I think i've I'm been lifted by my ancestors to do this work. Healing has been in my lineage for quite a long time. It allows me to live the poetry, not only write the poetry, but actually to live it and and walk it as well. I'm not surprised that you have healers in your
1: lineage. You naturally are very good at helping people. Even your voice has a calming effect.
0: Are you taking new clients? I am taking new clients and I just started offering in-person Reiki again. So primarily I work with people in a healing container called Path of the Panther. And that's a one-on-one healing mentorship journey. And then on Saturdays in Oakland, If people want in-person ritual Reiki, I'm starting to see people in person again, which is really sweet and nourishing. That's great. And that's such a beautiful
1: space too. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't been there, it's like this magical oasis in the middle of Oakland. (laughs) (laughs) It is like a little jungle in there. Yeah. Yeah. How can people book you for those sessions?
0: On my website, sweetmedicina.com, you can, there's a couple different, links that you can click and have an in, inner alchemy connection call and we can see what is best for you and then get you scheduled. Cool. I know too that you
1: are a human and I know you must have bad days, Adriana.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's intense. Being on planet earth is really fucking intense. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So when you're having
1: a bad day, are there things that you do to help you get through it? Or are you just like, tomorrow's gonna be a new day?
0: Yeah, kind of yes to both. I'm always trying to alchemize the energy and also turn towards it to accept it and just to be gentle and have compassion for myself. So, you know, when I'm challenged, I'll either reach out to someone who I know can hold safe, loving space, or I go on a walk, or again, I bring everything back to nature and to my kitty cat. And one thing that I love that I think is so important for all of us is fresh flowers. Always have fresh flowers in your house. I find them incredibly uplifting And healing and whatever flower we reach for at the time has the exact medicine that we need.
1: I will note here, we know that not everyone can afford fresh flowers. Adriana, what kind of flowers do you have in your house right now?
0: I have some magenta roses, some red roses, and some camellias. Do you see doing this work for the rest of your life? I do. I definitely do. It's funny. I can't imagine doing anything else And also, I know that for me to stay attached to anything is never going to serve. So what I do is I offer myself and my life and my being as a vessel to the goddess every day. And whatever wants to move through me, that's what I do. If that means that I change and do something different then I have to flow with that. I have to flow with where the energy takes me and not be rigid. And I think that's part of what the goddess teaches. And also the Tao is just flowing with the energy and not having resistance because the only constant is change. And we're in an endless, beautiful cycle of birth and and death and rebirth. And it's, it's constant, staying open is really, really important. Yeah.
1: I've been thinking about a lot of those things too. And I think especially these last couple of years, every day there's like
0: some new thing. I know it's like an endless having to be flexible and like maybe reinvent yourself or think outside the box or surrender. It's like fucking surrendering nonstop. I mean, we are living in the great mystery. It's like, what's that saying? The more I learn, the less I know. I totally feel like that. I just go deeper into the mystery and the void. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is endless.
1: (laughs) Are you open if anyone ever reaches out to you with questions? Because I feel like for someone who maybe is just starting to have interest in Reiki or healing, this could almost be overwhelming for them. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yes, Totally a hundred percent all over my website. I have these links to book a call because I'm all about connecting with people first so that I can go over questions and we can explore and we can like really pinpoint exactly what their soul is needing. So for me, I love those types of connections. I'm always a yes to a call. It's like my little happy place.
1: As someone who has had many sessions with Adriana. I highly recommend Reiki. I've even had some visions when you've done Reiki on me before.
0: Mm, Yes, that's right. Yeah. It can be really visual sometimes. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about you the other day. I'm feeling called to do Reiki because I feel like I have a lot of blackness in my energy right now. It needs Mm. to be cleared away.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's just clear it away. Let's make your life easy. Yeah, don't suffer through it. Fuck it. Let's just give you like a big deep ass <laughs> psychic like cleanse. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's all of us. I think we're we're all having a collective
1: us. moment as the, a world.
0: A hundred percent. We are in the shadow. Like we yeah. are, like that's why there's so much just like duality and, and conflict. We're in it and yeah. That's why we got to be extra, extra compassionate and have amazing support system, like people who are so loving and supportive. It's really important. I like to say that I have a team. <laughs> yes, amen, girl. You do have a team. You have a team on the seen and the unseen realms. Thank you.
1: Adriana makes really amazing altars. So for someone that maybe has interest in making an altar or doesn't even really know what that means, what tips would you have for making your own altar?
0: So making an altar is the ultimate art project to express your soul and your heart. So think of it as this sort of living, breathing, moving art project that's just flowing through you. Some practical tips are to have the elements represented on the altar. So a candle for the fire, water for the ancestors or for your helping spirits as an offering I like to have something living, whether it's flowers or maybe an air plant. I like feathers to represent air. You could also have something burning like an incense or some sort of offering. And the earth element, there's so many different avenues like nature, debris, bones, stones, and whatever your sacred talismans are. It can be anything and everything. It's really what you're called to create, I think it's important for us to make offerings at the altar and offerings could be a song A prayer offering, like I said, water or flowers, but the relationship that you build with the altar is what actually feeds it power. And then it's feeding you power back. So it's this little infinity. It becomes a portal, a sanctuary, a power place for you. I think it's incredibly important. And it's the first step that I mentor women through when we start working together. So thank you for asking me that question.
1: You're welcome. Well, that's good. That's a little first step. If someone, is intrigued by that hopefully they will contact you yeah
0: yeah that would be beautiful
1: well great thank you so much for talking to me
0: thank you thank you thank you and in closing may our doors and gates and paths be open May our power centers and meridians be harmonized. May we walk forward in the light of grace and with the love and wonder of our child heart, with wisdom on our lips and the laughter in our eyes. We offer up this audio spell, these incantations, this love, out into the mandala the great web of beings everywhere seen and unseen that all beings be free know they are loved and feel their worth and so it is so it is so it is ashay
1: thank you adriana velez for sharing the story of your healing journey with us you can find links to her website and social media in the show notes if you are feeling called to reiki or even just curious about it please contact Adriana. Like she said, she's happy to just have a phone call about it to see if it's something that can help you. Thank you for joining me again today in another Infinite Kaleidoscope. This episode was produced by me and mixed, mastered, and edited by Jess Labrador. The theme music is by Chelsea Wolfe and Ben Chisholm. Other music in the episode is by Jess Labrador. If you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe to the
0: podcast. And thank you to everyone who has. Not only did Reiki change my life, but I feel like Reiki saved my life.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn
0: more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.